Hi everyone, my name's Dave. And I'm Jay. And you're listening to SportStack Weekly Analysis by AlphaStack, where you can get your weekly discussion on everything SportStack. This is a quick reminder to follow us on Twitter if you haven't already at AlphaStack Group. And don't forget to check out our weekly blog posts at www.alphastack.co.uk. Right, enough of the admin. Let's get on with the show. Hi everyone, welcome back to the Sportstack Weekly Analysis Podcast. My name is Dave, I've got Jay with me. We've got a lot of football to cover here. We've just had the quarterfinals of the Champions League all played over one leg, which is a little bit different to normal, but it was a very exciting weekend of football, wasn't it, Jay? I'm not going to lie, I I would love UEFA to say, yeah, do you know what, we'll just we'll go with one-legged uh, knockout games uh, indefinitely. After after the way they all went, I think it was, it was so much more, exciting, uh, in even sort of Leipzig, Atleti, which we all thought would be a just a dull affair, um, actually ended up being a really really good game. Yeah, that that one that one was a, a, a pleasant surprise, and obviously the other games all had plenty of talking points Mm -hmm. I don't think you would have got that same level of uh, talking points over two games because the the two-legged affair is so it's just a much more tactical affair Um, whereas this was just go for it because you're not going to get another chance yeah exactly and I quite like the fact that with every game there was the prospect of extra time Yes. If if it was level, it's not one of these things where away goals is going to count. So you know that going into the second leg, there is only a certain score that will work to get extra time. Because I mean, you know, who doesn't love free football? Well, exactly. Um, so yeah, it was a it was a very exciting um, sort of list of games. We'll start as we normally do with the first game of the of the slate. So that was. I was going to say Neymar versus Atalanta. It was PSG versus Atalanta. <laughs> uh, it did kind of turn out that way, though, didn't it? It really did. Um, 32 pence in dribbles, which was just incredible. Um, you know, yeah. quite a few times he would, he'd go through, and like I literally mean through, a group of two or three Atalanta defenders. And when you're long on Neymar and that happens, it's... It's just brilliant, isn't it? <laughs> Getting six p sort of within one one movement, and then I think he done it once where he got past two, and then had that shot, um, which just went wide of the post. And you're thinking, you know, if yeah. even if that hits the post, like that's that's nine p in the matter of a couple of seconds. Obviously, it only ended up being three um, after you got the minus one for the miss, but it was it was very encouraging to see to see him do that yeah I mean he's the sort of player that we're missing a bit of in the Premier League because even some of the more exciting dribblers in the Prem if you look at Adama Traore or Zaha um, obviously Hazard maybe was more capable of it before he left but mm. even those guys maybe can do that once per game whereas with Neymar you're on the edge of, on the edge of your seat because he can probably do it several times throughout 90 minutes if he feels like he's in the mood absolutely I think where I mean in that game in particular where it was literally just Neymar from a sports that perspective you 
every time he started to come deep for the ball, for me personally, I got excited because I'm like, you know what, pick it up. Like, if you want to pick it up on the halfway line, okay, go for it. Pick it up. Yeah. You, I know you're going to take on two or three players. That's that's just money in my pocket. Yeah, exactly. And PSG, from the games that I've seen, have a habit in in a way that I guess say Barcelona never have done of giving Neymar the ball and then just sort of clearing out and just seeing what he can do. Yeah. There seems to be more of that, whereas Barca will have learned to play off him a little bit better. Um, I don't know whether that's just down to the, the personal personnel in the PSG side, the way they're coached or whatever, but um, it'll be interesting to see how he goes about the next game against Leipzig in, in the next round. Yeah. Um, we've got a couple of other things we, we need to mention. We certainly feel obliged to mention um, Kaylor Navas, who, who did all right in the game, but he was uh, subject to another goalkeeper substitution so after the blog that we wrote about in December, December? <laughs> yeah yeah we've seen a fair few a fair few goalkeeper substitutions uh, this season far more than you would normally expect and that meant that Sergio Rico came on for PSG I don't think he he may not have even touched the ball um, he finished on 10p having come on with 10 minutes to go and I think the pressure anything. that pardon? I don't think he'd done anything no, the 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 pressure that the PSG had at Atalanta Atalanta under, um, yeah, he didn't he didn't really have anything to do there. But obviously, if you decided to buy a few of him at one or two p, um, that would have turned out to be a very good trade. If if only on a limited volume, I suppose. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, um, you also had final guys. Yeah, yeah. So Sharabi is one one you you're probably keen to mention, Jay. Yes. Um, to be honest. I, I actually only shorted him because I think it was um, Sports Like Elsie, so Liam, who, who shorted him and sort of mentioned it. And I, I remember looking at it and I was like, uh, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll have some of that too. Um, and then sort of watching the game and just, yeah, it was just brilliant to see, really. <laughs> um, he just, he just done nothing in the game, really. He, you know, ended up on 24p considering that you start at 25 it's incredibly poor yeah and i'm i'm just thinking about this now um this might a little bit be kind of like me thinking out loud so this might come off a bit stupid but i don't know if with sarabi you've got a sort of a guy who is used to being severe last year he was sort of playmaker within the team so when you've got someone as ball dominant as neymar he doesn't know what to do with himself so much so yeah, his movement possibly. off the ball isn't a key strength. No, I to be honest. I mean, yeah, no, he he's just done nothing. Like he he wasn't there where sort of he could have been. Uh, yeah. I do think obviously because he was taking the corners, there is that risk that he gets an assist. Yeah. Um, and obviously, you know, on the on the uh, the out front of it people expected PSG to just run rampant so in all fairness he could have absolutely destroyed um, Atalanta but it just it wasn't meant to be for him yeah yeah exactly <laughs> uh, the final thing to mention probably from this game is and this is a thread that will run through the games in this podcast um, is of the, the subs 
because mm-hmm. in the end it was it was two substitutes that really made the difference for PSG. So Mbappe came off the bench, um, paid out thirty seven p in just over played about half an hour. Um, so he had an assist for the set. Was it the second goal? Uh, yeah, it was. I think it was for the goal. winner. Yeah, it was. Also, with a part in that second goal was Eric Maxim Chupomoting, formerly of Stoke, um, who, who sort of bundled it in uh, to seal the game in deep into stoppage time for PSG. So, a couple of good changes there from uh, from Thomas Tuchel. Absolutely. And well, I mean, actually, they're they're probably a couple of the least interesting subs um, as we go through the pod. So we'll move on now to the game from Thursday night so this was Leipzig versus Atletico and I guess there was, there was a lot made in this game of the fact that Leipzig five years ago weren't even playing in the Bundesliga um, and you know so they're, they're fairly new to European competition and then you've got Atletico who have done so well over the last few years um, under Simeone's watch yeah so I mean it, it kind of just goes to show that money can buy you Champions League <laughs> to a degree yep. with Leipzig and I mean they they are the first Ronaldo-less team to knock out Atleti in quite a while now um, I remember a stat coming up that sort of Ronaldo is sort of the only player um, who's been able to knock out Atletico for quite a while in the Champions League um, so for Leipzig yeah. to do it is a quite an achievement considering, um, but it was it was a bit of a weird performance from Atletico's defense, at least on sports stack, right? Yeah, I th- I think they looked they didn't really look themselves even in the first half. The first half was quite quiet, but Leipzig threatened from a couple of set pieces when normally Atletico would be fairly comfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think for the way that we'd seen the game going, we weren't. I don't think we were a million miles off with it. It was quite a turgid game, and Atletico spent a lot of time trying to contain Leipzig, and they they kind of sat on the back foot. But Deo Upamecano actually ended up winning winning super stack, so the centre back from from Leipzig, yeah, and he looked really really good. Yeah, I think he looked. I mean, he was solid what massively played into his hands and it's it's something I didn't quite consider until maybe 10 minutes into the game but at that point I felt like it was too late to make a move was that obviously Atleti were trying to just pump the ball upfield yeah. and he is the what we've mentioned before the dominant defender Yeah. so in, you know in hindsight how obvious was it to go long on Ufman <laughs> Yeah, it's, it does seem like a, a decent trade. I think the thing that I'd certainly not seen coming before the game was how badly he bullied Diego Costa. Oh, I know. Costa, Costa didn't look up for the fight at all. No. Um, and I saw, I think at halftime, Ufman was on 45p or so. Um, but his his buy price was sixty p. So I bought him at half time, and it ended up being a reasonable trade because um, I just figured the second half the game is probably going to get cager. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if if either team, and particularly if Leipzig are, are taking a lead into maybe the final ten minutes, then 
they will be a little bit on the back foot and then there'll be even more chances for him to intercept or clear the ball or whatever. Um, so end up working out all right. Danny Olmo got the opening goal. Uh, only paid out 43p for Leipzig. It's quite poor, right? Yeah, it's not great. <laughs> it's not great at all. Um, you know, considering he started, he really had... I mean, he had next to no involvement um, apart from the fact that he conceded four fouls, so therefore, the sort of the most involvement that he had was conceding fouls. <laughs> yeah, because everything else, I mean, he had a single dribble, he won a single tackle, three ball recoveries, uh, three actions for passes made, uh, whereas he conceded four fouls. So it's it was just one of those games for him. I think you know he could come good next year because I quite like him. Um, as yeah. a player and I think obviously if you're in that Leipzig team then you you will be in with a chance of scoring especially now that they are uh, Timo Wernerless yeah so they I mean they need to find other ways to get the ball in the back of the net and I think they, they play this kind of blitzkrieg style of football where they go from they can go from back to front very quickly you've got the two behind so the centre forward the other night was Yusuf Paulson and the two behind him, so that'll be Olmo and, and, and Kunku, they will be playing a lot of potentially quite risky passes. And unless you get an assist or score, there isn't a whole lot on the sports stack um, scoring table for you. So those guys aren't necessarily going to pay out that well unless they're contributing to goals. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, and Kunku was, was similar. And I know there are a couple of traders out there that made um, made decent money off shorting him. Um, the the final one to mention, I think, was this was this a trade that you took on, Jay, uh, Renan Lodi? Yeah, I wish I hadn't. <laughs> mm. Like, luckily, I I think I got out of him a lot earlier, um, than than most. I I want right. to suggest, um, like I only lost twenty six pounds on it because I. Ah uh, yes, this is it. I got quite lucky. I actually traded out two thirds of it about twenty five seconds before Daniel almost scored that header. <laughs> um, okay. So I got away with trading out two thirds of it for a six p loss, and then literally the the other third went as soon as the market reopened. And um, whereas right, if you okay. let that run, um, you would have. It, it would have been quite horrible because after so what was it after the goal was conceded on the 50th minute he was on a 23p payout and after that he ended up with a uh, he got tackled two minutes later foul conceded yellow card another goal conceded and then he got tackled right at the death yeah to make, I mean to make that yellow card even worse that was a dive yeah <laughs> Yeah, that he couldn't even argue about when he got booked. He just got up and went, "Yeah, fair enough." Yeah, I mean, it, um, you know, so had he got away with it, and you know, he was better at diving, he could have had a bit of a flip there and got ten p for the penalty, right? Yeah, that was that was a bit of a knife edge moment because I can't remember now whether that was Upa Meccano or Conrad Lima who made the tackle. Actually, well, wow. I say made the tackle. I think pulled out. I think it was Upa Meccano. I was long both of them. Um, and if it helps, Comrade Lima didn't put in a great performance either. No, um, he got he got sub during the second half for about thirty three p payout. Um, 
But Leipzig were playing quite an interesting kind of shape there with Lima as a sort of right wing back, but then he, he ended up playing quite narrow at times. Um, and for the basis on which I made that trade in the first place, which was he would be a holding midfielder, I probably should have just traded out um, rather than yeah. keeping that on kind of when I found out he was going to be playing a different role. Um, probably the main event of this round of games was Friday night's fixture. Main event of the year. <laughs> yeah, quite possibly. Yeah, so... I mean, Barcelona to Bayern Munich 8. I mean, for the first 15, 20 minutes, that could have easily been 3 all. Yeah. The, those first 15, 20 minutes were so open. Um, it was... It was just crazy to watch, and then you know Bayern turned the screw completely, and Barcelona's head just dropped completely. Um, it was it was crazy to watch, and for me, like the fact that I've you know enjoyed watching Barcelona for you know a good ten years now, I suppose it was quite upsetting to see how how much they got destroyed but at the same time I went long on Lewandowski in play so that was great <laughs> yeah well that's the thing you uh, you traded it well at least um, it's not really a surprise given the score that the kind of the payouts on the two teams were Vastly on different. one side very good and on one side particularly poor mm -hmm. so for Bayern you had Lewandowski fortunately he, he kind of came good in this game after we we talked about him in the blog the day before. Yes, uh, the Lewandowski. The Levin, Lewandowski, yeah. So he'd uh, he had a goal and assist, paid out seventy four p. So he didn't quite win super stack, but he did sort of come good. I mean, I'd I'd bought him for fifty eight p before kick off, and I actually ended up trading out about five minutes before he scored. Uh, just because of the way I thought he'd be desperate for a goal but the way he was kind of popping up out on the left wing and stuff in the second half I thought he could you know he may not pose that much more threat at Barca's goal here they're already 5-2 up Yeah, are they desperately chasing goals it turns out they were <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah so he got his name on the score sheet Thomas Muller was another one though who who did particularly well so he yeah, finished with goals. 79p yeah he was um that that was frustrating for me because I shorted him, um, and I actually I actually ended up doubling down on the short, which is a very very risky move. People like don't don't do it unless you are fully confident in what you are gonna try and do. And so yeah. for me, when I when I go to double down on someone, it's not to, it's never really to end up turning what is probably a losing trade into a profitable trade it's to try to quickly mitigate some losses um, which is exactly what I was able to do so where I where I started where my first short position was at like 50p on Thomas Muller and my second one was at 70p I ended up trading the majority out for around 65p so instead of um, losing like 60 quid which is what it would have been because I, I bought I sold at 50 
I could have then bought him for like 72p and tr closed that trade as soon as he scored um, which was like it was going to be like a 60 quid loss um, I ended up only losing 32 and that was yeah. I mean in the space of like 15 minutes cutting a loss down in half yeah so I mean that's good trade management obviously as you say there is a risk attached to it mm -hmm. it's not something I've learned to do yet so I was in a very similar position because I was short uh, Perisic from before kickoff and after he scored I kind of sat there thinking I'll let I'll just let this run down because he hadn't been particularly involved beforehand and he didn't do a whole lot for the rest of the game apart from one point where I, someone I think it was maybe Thomas Muller put it on put it on a plate for him and he, he hit the target but it could have uh, been a yeah. lot worse straight at um, straight um, to Stegen <clears throat> yeah straight at the keeper so it it yeah that that could have gone a whole lot worse um but i haven't got so far as to um to learn to double, double down, down yeah when when that price hits peak but it's something it's something that everyone you know should maybe have a look at um it's something to probably play around with in small size before you start doing it um in full force the final thing i suppose is probably uh Lionel messi we can't really not mention him yeah so like I was thinking like he didn't really replicate his form against Napoli but I'm also thinking would it have made a difference even if he did <laughs> um, yeah it's a six goal deficit he's got to try and yeah I mean make up you know I suppose he could have replicated his form and scored uh, two you know two goals and you know from a sports type perspective it would have been a lot better for him yeah um, but you know in the grand scheme of things uh, unless we were, you know, looking at potentially him turning out the best performance of any footballer ever, and um, they his he was never going to be able to overturn overturn that deficit, was he? No, I mean, I suppose if he'd been able to get a goal earlier on, it might have changed things because I think it was quite clear during the second half he'd he looked like he he'd given up, and obviously his his kind of um, his unhappiness at Barca and at the hierarchy this year has been quite well documented and I suppose there's a point during that game where he's gone like Undone. this isn't my fault yeah um, and you can't you can't really blame him because that the whole game kind of encapsulated Barca's mismanagement of their finances and everything because they've got a real uh, sort of a serious situation to try and sort out now they have they have and I suppose from a you know fairly selfish and optimistic point of view is that we could potentially end up being able to trade Messi um, week in, week out next season if if Man City can find find some money for him because you know he's made it clear that he wants to leave this summer now um, for me personally I think there's only maybe two or three clubs that could find the money uh, for yeah. him obviously one of those being Man City PSG um, potato and no, not even Juve, right? So they're not just Juve because I mean, yeah, they might have to ship Ronaldo out. There would be a really nice segue from uh, from this game into the Man City one with you mentioning Man City there. But I also wanted to just give a shout out to anyone, probably one who who shorted Messi because there was good money to be made there. Um, I think he started the game at about fifty three p cell, something like that. Yeah. Um, also, if you shorted Vidal or uh, Sergio Roberto, 
because um, the three of those proved to be quite good trades. Okay. You shorted Vidal, didn't you? I did short yeah. Vidal, and I'm not doing this from a narcissistic kind of standpoint. Um, they they just ended up being good trades, and I'd kind of noticed because I I was short Vidal when uh, Roberto went off at half time, and I'd noticed Green, Griezmann had come on, and I was thinking, surely Vidal's gone off here. He's been awful. <laughs> Um, and then I'd realised that Roberto was actually already on only 9p yeah even worse <laughs> um, yeah even worse unfortunately actually Vidal got himself an, uh, a stoppage time yellow card um, at the end of the second half um, to drag his payout down to 4p so that that ended up being being quite a good trade nice um, on to the Man City game now this yes. was I mean in a way a bigger shock than the Bayern Barca game. At least people expected goals in the Bayern Barca game, and they mm-hmm. probably expected Bayern to win. Yes, but I don't think many people saw an eventuality where Leon actually got past City. No, no, not many people did at all. Um, obviously, the the market makers didn't. Hence, the incredibly low prices on Leon players. Um, and you know, as we are very much used to seeing, you know, in the Premier League, is the fifty-five plus p on uh, on at least half of the Man City side. Yep. Um. So it was, you know, it was one of those games where I think the only time that people started to think, okay, Man City might be in trouble here, is at seven o'clock when that lineup is announced and Man City have gone to three at the back with two. Uh, with two wing backs and everyone's just thinking you've got winning strategy of 4-2-3-1 or 4-3-3 what are you doing yeah and this is this is reminiscent of Pep in in kind of previous um, previous outings in, a, in in the Champions League when he's kind of overthought things or tried to be a bit too smart yep and to throw in I mean everyone knows that the centre back has been a problem position for City for not just this season for some time now so to then put more centre backs into your lineup when you don't have them there to fill the gap you ended up with Fernandinho at centre half who has been a stand in for a lot of this year yep. um, next to Eric Garcia who actually doesn't have that much experience no um, I think Leon were just grossly underestimated big time big time underestimated um, and it's it's another one of those where I suppose the the subs the subs played their part quite well um, in yeah. this game. So I think you had um, Mustembele getting the two goals. His first one probably shouldn't have been a goal. Um, yep. You know, the, the foul um, on, I think it was Laporte, wasn't it? Yeah. On his run, um, which, you know, shouldn't have been a goal. But then at the same time, should, should Leon have even had that opportunity? Because uh, Sterling should have should have buried that from four yards. Yeah, exactly. And one thing I suppose we've not discussed in the the sports stack scoring table discussion is big chances missed, which can weigh on a player's rating on sofa score very heavily. Mm-hmm. I feel like minus one for that miss wasn't enough. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's that's a good point. It it given given the tie swung so heavily in that on that. stretch of one minute. Yep. Um, I feel like it it would be fair to just give him like a bonus, 
um, a bonus minus five because he's effectively lost the game. You know, it's, it's not his. It's not his fault. That everything has happened after that, but he really should have had the ball in the back of the net. Is is really the um? Yes, he definitely should have. I think the point I'm trying to make. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but Kevin De Bruyne winning Super Stack um, with a six nine P payout was quite was quite good for him. I know he was having yeah. a number of free kicks um, that were that were on target. I I actually traded him in play um, as well, which was quite quite fruitful. Um, I think I picked him up just before he took a free kick um, that he actually very nearly scored. Um, right. So I was I was sort of on uh, on my feet jumping up and then you know keepers keepers got there to make a save and I think about ten minutes later then he's at he has actually scored. Um, but the, right. the number of free kicks that he was taking, you know, he pretty much got them all all on target, which was great to see. Um, Fernandinho as well sort of a an alpha stack favourite to short when he's playing in defence yeah it, I mean that was kind of a repeat of what we've seen previously obviously Pep was fairly liberal with his substitutions needed to make a change around the hour mark so mm. Fernandinho was brought off then yep and up until that point he just really didn't do a whole lot um, he conceded a goal which, which didn't help yeah um I'd, I'd also traded Rodri in that game and he, he was kind of a victim of similar fate because he ended up moving back to centre-half when Fernandinho was brought off um, and he just wasn't able to do much better there. No, he got booked near the end, didn't he? He did get booked yeah. and fortunately he got brought off before the third goal went in. Uh, it's good for you because um, you went long, didn't you? I went long. Yeah. Um, I'd, I'd managed to mess up a little bit and I'd actually had a a double sort of double the long position that I, I have been trading recently um, so I took I took half of that off at half time when I was able to trade out for, for break even and I thought that's fine this is kind of how the trade was meant to look for the second half Yeah, and obviously it just went more and more wrong because I was expecting to, for yeah for the second half for just City to get a grip of the game a bit more oh, 100% I mean that's um, what you would expect to happen yeah yeah and, they, to and be fair for to the them, I think they did. They they got a grip on the game. They got the equaliser, and they they were pressing. It's yeah. just Leon just ruined them on the counter attack. Yeah, and so yeah, Moussa Dembélé. Actually, mentioning Moussa Dembélé, I realised we forgot the super sub from the previous game. We did. Let's just rewind a second to discuss Philippe Coutinho. Mm-hmm. So he came on with fifteen minutes to go. Yep. Had two goals and an assist and paid out 66p yeah which is huge <laughs> the third highest of the game yeah for what a 15 minute period for a 15 minute period so um, what's his what's his payout per minute gonna be <laughs> something ridiculous right over four yeah over it's over four. four it's over four p a minute he was earning um, which is that's that's just crazy <laughs> Yeah, um, and there there would have been a reasonable opportunity there to probably buy yourself if you wanted to a couple of hundred at twenty p or so, up to twenty p. More than likely, um, I I know um, sports like BC got him at like thirteen p, um, but I think that was 
that was in the actual sub market before he came on so I can't remember right. what he hit when he came on but with only 15 yeah I don't think go, it went that much higher straight away yeah, I can't see it going too much higher um, so I mean you could have easily picked up two three four hundred for not a huge amount of money yeah yeah exactly uh, and obviously hindsight is the most wonderful thing in the world right <laughs> it really is when you see a, a trade like that play out yeah um, winding back to the City Leon game, and now this makes Moussa Nibele look quite unspectacular in comparison. Um, he came on. I think he had a few more minutes than uh, than Coutinho did. Yeah. Um, paid out forty six p, I believe it was, with two goals, and obviously he settled the tie there. I mean, they're they're massive goals for for his side. He didn't actually do much else. No, apart from concede a foul and get tackled. Yeah, that was that was I think all there was on his uh, on his sheet. Yeah. Um, just checking now, he did actually only play fifteen minutes as well. He played the same amount of time as Coutinho. Okay. Um, but I suppose that kind of difference in payout is is symptomatic of the way the two games were going. Yes, and the difference. She had Leon who were holding out. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, you know, if you want to put it in more of a equal playing field perspective then I suppose Dembele is probably just as just as spectacular right yeah actually when you adjust for that it, it, it does look as good and it would have been it would have been an even better trade because he probably would have been cheaper than Coutinho when he came on yeah I wouldn't be surprised if he was um, just like 12 12p or so yeah wouldn't be surprised in the slightest um, I think is that everything that we were going to mention on this game I think so yeah I, I should have mentioned at the start the intention was for this pod to be a little bit shorter um, because what we will do is we'll, we'll record another pod on Friday night once we've had the semi-finals yep. and then we will be able to preview the, the Champions League final um, so that pod will go up on Saturday morning and then there'll be the weekend to kind of listen to that before um, before the final on Sunday evening, mm-hmm. um, as it is, we, we've we've probably overrun from where we went, where we wanted to be. Shock horror. Uh, <laughs> yep, as is always the case. Yep. So, with that said, should we get on to the previews? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, so the first of the two previews, um, we're recording this Monday night, Tuesday night. We have Leipzig versus PSG. Jay what do you see happening in this game do you kind of have a view of how this is going to go um well i've had a love affair with neymar ever since like football manager when you could pick him up from santos for like three mil yeah um so i i'm probably a little bit biased but i just want neymar to do the same thing (laughs) that makes 60p sound a bargain to be fair yeah it's like you know if he can I mean, if he does the same thing, but he gets, you know, he gets a goal, then you know, sixty p yep. feels like a bargain. The problem, yeah, exactly. With that theory is that Mbappe is likely to start. Um, I've got a feeling that Di Maria might be okay because obviously, everyone says he was injured, but he was also actually suspended for that game as well. Uh, I didn't know about either of those things when I picked him for the last game. So, <laughs> so he he could start. Um, I think Verratti 
is he injured or is he or was he suspended that is a fair question and I don't actually know the answer off the top of my head because yeah, I mean um, if, let me if he's playing as well then you've would Neymar have sort of as much responsibility to pick the ball up from deep and make 32 being dribbles I think in the end he'll he'll kind of do what he wants as, so. as ridiculous as that sounds <laughs> Um, I would I would guess that if Verratti does play, you probably see Ander Herrera drop to the bench mm-hmm. from that midfield. Um, Marquinhos has a very sort of well defined role, um, kind of playing as the anchor man. Obviously, Idrissa Gay and and Herrera played next to him in the last game and offered offered kind of legs around him. I think Verratti would you know would sit deeper and control the play. Yeah. But if Neymar comes wants to come and get the ball, he he'll get the ball. Absolutely. Um, Hopefully, anyway. And with with that front three of Mbappe, Neymar, and Di Maria, I think that pushes PSG over the edge into the territory of being able to blow away a team. Um, you know, with that front three, they they probably could have blown away Atalanta from the start. Yeah. Well, in I the mean, previous game, you saw the difference when Mbappe came on, and yeah. so, and that's you know that's still without Di Maria, so I I'd, I'd be very shocked. You know, if Mbappe and Di Maria do start, for example, I'd be very shocked if if PSG don't don't look a lot more threatening. Yeah, that that's what I would expect, um, and particularly just with the talent in those front three, it allows the midfield to play in a much more reserved manner. Um, so they don't have to expose themselves too much to Leipzig on the break, who who we know can be very dangerous. Mm-hmm. Um, so your your long name are yeah. uh, sort of just around the sixty p mark, maybe a little bit lower. Um, what was my price? Uh, fifty eight. Yeah, pretty much fifty eight p. Okay, I'm I'm in a similar area. I think I might have got him even fifty seven. Um, yeah, I which I was com- quite happy with. I completely forgot. I remember reminding you that the market would open a quarter past ten, and then I forgot myself. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say because I was I was kind of shocked when I checked in. I think I only checked in at about half past, and obviously you'd not said anything um, to me, so I was kind of like, oh, maybe maybe Jay's forgotten as well, <laughs> which is you know unusual. But um, yeah, so I, I nipped in on Neymar slightly lower. Upa Meccano was star man for Leipzig last time, mm-hmm. and so he looks quite an interesting price. Um, I think he's 42p to sell, 45p to buy. So it's kind of a question of will PSG allow him to pay out well? Because in the Atalanta game, I don't think any of the centre-backs there paid out over about 32p. Yeah. And you've got Leipzig playing, playing a similar shape, so will PSG sort of play around and through and maybe just in front of the, the Leipzig defence yeah, in I, a kind of similar way? I imagine they would. I think, obviously, where Upman kind of got 69p last time, he was, you know, essentially dominating um, Diego Costa in the air. And I don't yeah. think, you know, let's let's face it, you're not going to pump the ball long in the air to Neymar are you um, uh, it will be, no that no. would certainly be quite different yeah um, so I 
it would be interesting to see his payout. I I think forty five p to buy is I think that's sort of on the money. Um, I I can imagine him getting there maybe a little bit higher, but I personally without a goal, I would struggle to see him going too much higher. Yeah, yeah, I think I think that's fair enough. Um, final guy we wanted to talk about was Marcel Sabitzer. Mm-hmm. So he takes a, a number of the set pieces for for Leipzig. That seems to be kind of variable, but he's so he's a forty-seven p buy, paid out fifty-one p before. Forty-seven p seems quite high for a team who is ultimately probably going in as the underdog. Yep. Yeah, I mean that fifty-one p was with an assist as well. So I suppose you know if you want to call it um, forty-one without any goal involvement. Um, yeah. He he again had quite a quiet game against. Um, Atletico so I would imagine he gets somewhere around the same but like you said because he's taking the majority of their set pieces there there is then the added risk of you know top bins on a free kick yeah and we know he can hit a free kick quite well well we know he can hit well he can hit it from any angle really can't he in play a dead ball um, like that yeah. goal was it against Zenit I want to say yeah I think it might have yeah. been um, earlier in the season so that was I mean that was an incredible goal so you know if you can do something like that again um, then you know then you know 47p doesn't look doesn't look too much at all no no the other guy that I wanted to bring up is Kimpembe who when I saw I saw a couple of videos that people had put together of him and Thiago Silva against Atalanta and Kimpembe dealt with Duvan Zapata in quite a similar way to Upamecano dealing with Diego Costa mm-hmm. he was very physical he aimed to just beat him to, it, to the ball every time and that is one thing that Leipzig do have with Yusuf Paulson up front he's quicker than say Diego Costa is but he's a big guy and they may look for that out ball and I think Kempembe will probably try and be aggressive again with Paulson if he can be um, so I've gone I've gone long Kempembe at 45p I think it is okay um, and that one that one feels a little bit like a little bit of a punt but I'd rather I think I'd probably rather be wrong on kind of not calling the game quite right than if you know I feel like there's less danger of PSG conceding four or five. Yeah. And him him missing that forty five P payout. Um so that's that's kind of a little a little fun one. I'm trading that in a slightly smaller size um than, than some of the other trades I've got. Sweet. The the other semi final, uh Leon versus Bayern. Bayern on uh Leon versus Bayern, um on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. It's 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 basically priced for a a Bayern drubbing isn't it of, of Leon? it pretty much is um, and then I suppose you've, you've got to question you know are we all again for what the third game running going to be underestimating Leon? that is that is the danger the problem I have with it is that 
Man City are, say, the the English version of Bayern in terms of in the Premier League. You don't want to sh- uh, short, sorry, you don't want to go long players against Man City because they could easily, you know, City could turn up and score four or five. Yep. And Bayern are exactly the same prospect, except probably just better. They, I feel that they're much more ruthless. Yeah. Um. So I, I do think sort of the Bayern players are all priced for a three four nil. Or, or at least a three or four goal glut um, for Bayern and you know that's that's evident as well with the short prices uh, for the Lyon defenders at least yeah but I suppose one one question is we've got at the moment so the market opened about an hour and a half ago um, as we record and you've got Thomas Muller and Lewandowski are well Muller's a 59p by now he was actually higher than Lewandowski earlier Lewandowski's 60p um, 60p feels reasonably reserved given kind of how strong favourites Bayern should be yes um, we know we know the guy is turning out phenomenal performances and actually even in that last game he paid out 74p with a goal and an assist and without those um, it would have been would have been just at what just under 49p I think without those two yep so um, so that's not goal. even any great loss no so to me that one looks cheap I'm I'm long Lewandowski um, and actually buy I guess I guess buying Thomas Muller doesn't seem like a bad idea either because if Bayern are going to run riot Muller's been so heavily involved in everything they've done this year yeah, he has been. I mean, he has been at least in in the league. Uh, if you look at his Champions League payouts on Sportstack, his last game was the only time that he actually hit above like 52 or 53p. Yeah. Um, so that could very well be that it was a, a one-off for him in terms of his, his Sportstack payout. Yeah, um, that's. I mean, that's a fair piece of analysis. You wonder, I guess, if there's a little bit of sort of recency bias creeping in there. Yeah, of course there will be. hundred percent. So you then, I, I think it works on both of them. So you've got people are a bit too excited maybe about Muller, and people aren't excited enough about Lewandowski. Um, partly because he only scored one goal when Bayern scored eight, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, um, from from Robert Levin. Golski, you would expect better, right? <laughs> um, sorry, I've yep. been dying to get that in after watching uh, Thomas Muller's interview. <laughs> if anyone hasn't seen it, that that was a Thomas Muller original. Yeah. Um, we can't give Jay too much credit for that. No, 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 no. I just, yeah, I just wanted to, uh, just had to get that in there. Um, but yeah, it it does feel that there's you know not as much excitement about Lewandowski, so. Again, there could be an opportunity. You know, sixty p is it's expensive. Let's let's not beat around the bush. It's it's a lot to pay for someone. But yeah, I think I think with Lewandowski, he's got he's going to have shots at least, which you can't necessarily expect from Müller. No, exactly. Um, is there anywhere you see value on the Leon side? So I I actually quite like Anthony Lopez. Um, I've already bought him at like 37p average because right. 
I mean, Terstegen paid out, what was it, 18p? Might have been a touch more. I think it might have been about 21. So, okay, this, that's fine. You take away four of those goals. So let's just roughly say, you know, that Leon may concede four. Let's roughly give it 40p. I think there's potential with Anthony Lopez. I mean, unless Bayern just absolutely run riot again. I think there's potential in a Lopez long. Cause yeah, I think you know there's yeah there's fair opportunity for him to make as many saves as goals he concedes. Absolutely, and he um, and he's a good shot stopper. Uh, you know yeah. and that that was completely evident uh, in the Man City game. Yeah, exactly. I think that's probably the, the standout value. The other one, as we mentioned before, was Maxwell Cornet. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. we just traded him in the wrong game mm. um, credit should go to Harry I suppose for that because he brought him up he brought him up but then he the... didn't trade him in the Man City game so you can't give him too much credit well no that's I mean that's just it and against City um, he paid out 67p with a goal mm-hmm. um, and that's I mean that's a really strong payout right so against City you probably would have been paying roughly the same price he's 33p now yeah I think you were paying pretty much the same price um and you've you you would have doubled your money yeah um so he he looks a reasonable bet because he's got some decent payouts behind him yeah I'd, um that that's possibly the other one that i'd look at um yeah i mean personally i i can't see him getting a goal no no that's fair but you know who, who knows he might he might get an assist um, whether you know, it's, it's just whether Leon can get can get into that buying defense because the, the defense itself can it can be a little bit dodgy, but at times against Barca they did look quite quite solid. Minus the first yeah. fifteen twenty minutes. <laughs> yeah, I think I think this buying team remind me of in a way of kind of. Barca teams that we saw probably around ten years ago, where they would they would go out with the aim of outscoring teams. Obviously, yeah. they were playing a, a tiki taka style, but I mean, Victor Valdez was kind of heralded as one of the best goalkeepers in the world, and I really don't think he was that great because he no, he, he was conceding a fair number of yeah, goals. He was not one of the best keepers in the world. Um, and no, exactly. But then. Bayern are basically doing the same thing again. They're going out to outscore teams. Like they don't care who you have up front or how you're going to play. No. They they will they will try and outscore you. Yeah, I think it was that was quite evident actually. Um, I saw a a replay. I think it was from a different angle that we would have seen on BT Sport. But when David Alaba scored the own goal, there was there was a camera angle of him and he was sort of walking back to his position uh, just laughing like he was that <laughs> confident he's like yeah whatever alright yeah I scored no goal I'm not bothered <laughs> yeah I mean to be fair the way the ball went in the net he's he might just be laughing at kind of his own luck how great um, a finish it was <laughs> yeah but in a, in a game of that size when you've put you, you've put an own goal in that early on um, you're not you're not going to be laughing um Unless you are, I suppose, quite confident. Mm-hmm. Um, God, I mean, I'm still, I'm still sort of trying to get my head around that game a little bit now. Um, 
but we'll we'll see what happens on Wednesday because I'm 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 a little bit uncertain given you've got sort of like the Bayern who are the team of like the, you know their king of scoring goals and then Leon who have just managed to shut down um, offensively strong teams. Yeah, and I don't know I don't know what happens in the end, but I think it's probably still going to be um, a decent Bayern win if if I have to make a call. Oh, 100%. For me, 100%, I think, you know, yes, Leon have shut down Juve to a degree. Um, they shut down uh, Man City, which, given the lineup, you can kind of understand it. Yep. Do I see Bayern changing their tactics? No, they haven't changed them since the new manager came in. <laughs> No, um, no, exactly. So I'd I'd be very shocked if we saw a completely different Bayern lineup, and if we do, then you know my yes, my outset will change on it completely. Um, but I think you know if they line up, you know, same sort of formation, and it's quite obvious the way they're going to play is exactly the same, then I I really can't see Leon keeping them out because you know some of the build up playing, some of the passes to sort of get in and behind the Barca defense. Um. I don't even think, you know, some of the old school best defenses in the world would have been able to stop these chances from happening. No. No, and I no. To be fair, I don't think I've got I've got much to add to it. Um, we could sort of end up talking about it all day without really um, adding to the conversation. I think. Yeah. Um, it's remarkable to watch, and I'm I'm. There's part of me that wants to see Bayern go all the way just because a team like this should win but it's, it's going to take a hell of an effort to stop them so if someone manages to beat them then fair play yeah um, right well I think that's all we've got for you this week as we mentioned this was meant to be a shorter pod and it is marginally yeah um, well so part there will one be... this week that's all we've got for you <laughs> yeah let's call it part yeah. one um, so as we said part two will be out on Saturday morning um, we're also working on on the blogs for this week. I say blogs because it's going to be um, an article for each game, so you can kind of dig into each of those. Um, you know, we've got we've got plenty to talk about, so we wanted to make sure we cover all that properly. So yeah. um, there'll be we'll, we'll quite a bit of well, I suppose there'll there'll be some more sort of uh, player performance analysis um, in these individual blogs, right? With some with some graphics and that. Yeah, some stuff that we, we haven't done previously. It's been a nice change, actually, having um, fewer games because we've kind of changed up the way we're, we're looking at the games mm-hmm. um, as opposed to doing the Team of the Week every week. So that's been, that's been quite a refreshing change. Yeah. Um, is there anything else to cover, Jay? Uh, no, I'm pretty sure that's it. Cool. Right then. Good luck trading this week, guys. Um, we hope you all make plenty of money and we will be back with you at the weekend um to cover to cover everything that's happened um so happy trading and see you next time